Hey, this is the Canadian Agent Missional Podcast, and this is one of our special refinable episodes, Personal Portraits of Gospel-Shaped Lives. It is our deep hope that God would speak to you through these life stories, and that these faith journeys would encourage you, and that these narratives would inspire you to follow Christ in deeper and intentional ways, especially in regards to how the gospel can shape a person's life, and in some cases, reshape a person's life. We're sitting in Ottawa in the house I grew up in, and it is minus 20 outside. It's good time. It's in the winter, and it is a lot of snow outside, and I love the bite of the cold. Today's guest is a retired chemist, a finance expert, one of the longest-serving ushers at his church, a ministry leader, a bookworm, a pro-napper, and a father and husband especially my dad. And so today we have Wing Nip. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. Yes. Mm. You know what? Time mm. often releases their most interesting person issue of their magazine. And I think you're a pretty interesting person. I think mm. you have a really interesting story. And mm. it's been cool to see how you've been continuing to wrestle through things and to continue to work through your own faith. So yeah, uh, I'm excited to have you on the podcast mm-hmm. and to, to hear your story. Yeah, by the way, if you recognize my dad's voice, it's because he also did the translation <laughs> when we did the Reverend Khan episode. <laughs> so you might even recognize it already, but you know, he's here today talking about his story, not about someone else's story. Mm-hmm. So just right off the top of the yeah. bat, you know, what, yeah. what was your experience like of coming to Canada? You weren't born here in Canada. Yeah. You came and you immigrated over here. Was it easy or hard? What was the biggest things to get you used to? I think it hasn't been hard for me because I, I, I came you now after high school okay. and to, to study in, in McGill. And that, uh, at that time, I actually had two brothers in, in Montreal, so not too difficult. So they have been guiding me along. Now, during university and postgraduate study, I just, just went with the flow. I, mm. I really did not know what I was doing. and. I went into chemistry more or less by default. Chemistry by default? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, ah, you know, I kind of just stumbled into yeah, chemistry. Yeah, I just ended up there. Ended yeah, up. yeah. It, and it was not the, until I, uh, I did my uh, postgraduate you know, studies in the UK that I got a chance to uh, think a little bit more about Christianity and, sure. uh, and faith. Was there anything in Canada that was especially hard to adjust to, whether it was the culture or the climate? You know, how was it different from where you grew up? Uh, well, there, there obviously has been differences yeah. from where I grew up, which uh, was Hong Kong. First of all, the, the temperature, a lot colder. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. And a little bit of the culture, too. I got to adjust to uh, you know, communicating with Canadians and mm-hmm. that, uh yeah, but all in all, I think it has been fun because those were the days when I, I really did not have to worry too much, right? Sure. So uh, mostly just you know, university life. You know. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so after having been in Canada for mm. over 40 years. Oh, over 50. Over 50 yes. years. Over 50 years. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> a good chunk of time. Yeah. Most of your life has been here in Canada. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yes. How would you describe what it means for you to be considered a Canadian Asian? Or would you even identify yourself as a Canadian Asian? I think I consider myself more 
as a Canadian than a nation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm yes. Just, well, I I can't change my ethnicity. Okay. I'm Asian. I'm Chinese. Right. But I think my my thinking is more Canadian than Asian.、Mm. I, I think in English, and I, I I follow the Canadian politics, and yeah. So that's yeah. very Canadian. Pretty Canadian. Okay. <laughs> Pretty Canadian.、Yes. I consider myself Canadian, and I don't follow it that closely. <laughs> Canadian politics. I, I think I probably even know more about American politics than I think I know about Canadian politics.、Yeah. You know, just quickly,、mm. pace of life, Hong Kong versus Canada. Was it a lot faster over there? Was it, or do you find that it was about the same as being in Canada? Well, okay. Let me just qualify. I, I've not been back to Hong Kong since 1976. Okay. Yeah, for the eyes. So, so I don't know what the pace is like now. But definitely, I think now when when I came, the pace was a lot faster in in Hong Kong than here.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Post,、uh, I think people tends to work. Longer hours. They in schools. They got to study a lot harder. To all these things, but yeah, I would say one of the reasons I think that I have always really appreciated your perspective on a lot、mm. of things is not only have you had your own faith journey,、mm. and that's been an interesting one in itself, but you've also had the various perspectives of being. An immigrant yourself,、mm-hmm. but also right now for yourself to identify yourself as more of a Canadian、mm-hmm. than an Asian, although that is、yeah. your your cultural background.、Mm-hmm. And so that's been really interesting to kind of continue to hear more about it over、mm-hmm. the years. We're going to jump into our big five main questions. Number one: How has the gospel personally shaped your life? You know, and you could talk about whether it is as an individual or in your family or your vocation. You know, how has the gospel truly impacted your life? If, if I may, I, I would like to broaden your term,、uh, gospel, yes,、uh, to a, a Christian、uh, viewpoint or perspective of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. Wow,、okay. ladies and gentlemen, this is why my dad is here. <laughs> no okay, one, so, no one really talks like that. <laughs> so this, this is awesome. This viewpoint, okay, well, viewed and the gospel and my personal salvation in particular has given me a, a perspective. On my identity, my purpose, and meaning of life,、uh, my place in this world, and my destination—that、uh, that has served me well in in my forty odd years as a Christian.、Uh, this extends beyond my personal life to my family and my work life.、Mm-hmm. Okay, for example, I, I now I've I've never been bothered too much by how people look at me because I know my status before God. No, likewise, I try to be respectful to other people, right? Because I, I see them as not created in the image of God. Sure, right. So it is just a different way of looking at things. Yeah,、uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And what was your exposure to the gospel? What was your exposure to all of this? What you you were just talking about to describe a little bit of my my faith journey when I was working in the UK. I was in in that college. I was challenged by. The college chaplain to read the Bible, okay, because he was、uh, getting pretty tired of answering my questions. <laughs>、uh, yeah, so he he challenged me to to read the Bible first before、sure. asking him all those questions. So so I I purchased myself a Bible, starting reading from you know, Genesis one one in the beginning. God created heaven and earth. Blah、yes. blah blah. 
Yeah, it it took me more than a year to 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 finish okay. the whole Bible because uh, I'm 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 sl- slow reader, right? And you just read it on your own? Yeah, like I just, read, just read it on by yourself. No, I what? Yeah, I just wow. read it on my own. Not 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 through any yes. no friends or, uh, or church. <laughs> so I, I took it with me, and you know, whenever I uh, get on the uh, the tube, you know, as they call it, the subway and buses and I go to parks and sit and just read and yeah it, I was now greatly disturbed after I finished reading the uh, mm-hmm. the Old Testament okay and then when I got to the New Testament I I found the solution to a lot of the things that that bother me right so, right so that's why I, I accepted Jesus Christ wow right? the power of God's word <laughs> yeah as he makes himself known yeah that is amazing mm-hmm. awesome yeah. So yeah, talk a little bit about, about that impact, that journey. You know, how has it really truly affected yourself as an individual and in your family? What are some of the examples you can point to? Certainly, we we'll have to to accept Jesus as our Lord, right? right. So we have to follow what He tells us to do, mm. both you know, through His Word, the, the Bible, and also through you now His Holy Spirit working in our lives, you know, sure. prompting us you now what we should do and what we should not do. That's the way that I think now God has been working in my life. Mm-hmm. Plus now, thanks to you, John, I've been you know, reading a lot. Because so. <laughs> you take all my books. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but I'm so uh, glad yeah. that you are now reading an yeah, okay. e-reader. And yeah, then you, okay. We could just give you the, <laughs> the digital version of a book <laughs> Yeah, so, so I can keep my books. So, so I got a chance to you know, to learn from other people's perspective on on things too. Did you ever find that hard though? Did you ever find it hard to follow Jesus and to be following the prompting of the Spirit in your life versus deciding to do things on your own or even what may have been traditional for you and your family? Yes, that that, that has happened for sure. Very often, now we see struggles, but the way that I, I look at Things is I have to ask myself, you know, whether you know, something I do is to glorify God or to glorify myself, mm. right? Another way to to put it is, as I grew as a Christian, I think uh, I'm shifting more and more from a self-centered life to a God-centered life. Okay, uh, and God-centered thinking. That's a huge shift. That yeah. affects every area in our life. And oh that yeah, affects, definitely. Yes, you know that affects the way we see things. And so talking about your story, mm-hmm. you know, what has been your process of discipleship? What has been your process of becoming more Christ-like? You know, how would you define this discipleship? Well, this discipleship is, is a process for sure, right? I, I see the final goal is to be like Christ, which will only happen when we see him face to face. But in the meantime, Jesus has given us in the Great Commission in, in Matthew 28, his definition of discipleship in this world is to obey everything that he has commanded us to mm. do, right? As, as a process, I would like to describe it as uh, to know, to grow, and to show. Okay. Okay, yes. so this, this uh, involves our head, our heart, and our actions. Yes. Yeah, so this is my sort of definition of discipleship. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So what what does it look like for you? And this is why we 
you know, we're asking mm-hmm. this as our second big question is because it's such yeah. an important part of our journey. Okay, so, definitely. Yeah, how sure. has it looked like for you? My my view on discipleship has changed, I would say, from a more mechanistic viewpoint mm-hmm. sure. to uh, a more you know, relationship viewpoint. Sure, yeah. Yeah, because you now ever since I've been a, a Christian, I've, I've, I've read the Bible, I've read Christian books, I prayed, uh, I did all the things that the Christians are supposed to do. Okay. Yeah, okay. But over the years, over the years, I think I have learned why I'm, I was doing those things. <laughs> sure, yeah. Right? Okay. Sure. And, uh, like the motivations, yeah, the, the reasons motivation, behind. Yeah, the motivation, the reasons behind yeah. uh, all those, for sure. And and as I, I mentioned before, I am shifting more and more from a, a self-centered uh, viewpoint to a God-centered viewpoint. Mm. Just a, as an example. Now, just reading the Bible, right? I mean, just reading it would be pretty dry. <laughs> now, now, when I was reading the Bible in the UK, it, it took me a whole year uh, to do that, and, and some of those those the pages are oh, why, <laughs> why, why this? Okay, and uh, and uh, but now, if I read it now as the way to to know God's God's nature, God's mm-hmm. ways, and you now God's heart and God's purpose, and uh, put myself in 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 those things. Right. That to integrate those into my life, uh, it, it makes a huge difference. Sure. Right. It makes a huge difference. So as 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 I mentioned, it, it has shifted you now from a mechanism to a relationship. Right. Now through reading the Bible, we know what God has done for us, and that's that's and then if we put our lives to let him work in us mm-hmm. and with us so that God's glory can be shown through us. Hey, that's a, that's a partnership, right? Sure. So that's a, that's a relationship. That it, has been great. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. And I have to ask, like you are someone who has read a lot. You know, has it ever been hard for you to translate the intellectual, the conceptual, the abstract, like what's been in your head into your actions? Has it ever been a difficult process of living out relationally, as you said, mm-hmm. in your everyday life? Certainly, my my background and and research has helped me to look at things in a fairly analytical point of view. Sure. Okay. And then uh, my business degree has uh, helped me to look at things from a more broader point of view. Mm-hmm. Right, just uh, yeah, and some sometimes you no know, things are not you no know, as black and white. You you have to you have to make a decision, right? On things uh, you have to consider you now how how other people will will conceive what what you do. Sure. Okay. Uh, all those things, and and I I think it has been helpful. It has been helpful in a relational point of view. Sure. Big question number three, mm-hmm. you know, through your experience and learning and stealing my books to learn, mm-hmm. you know, how have you come to understand what God's mission is? How do you believe you have been personally called to be a part of it? And I'm going to ask you this question mm-hmm. in this specific perspective. It's because when you were introduced to Christianity, mm-hmm. you were reading the Bible, you were in the UK, mm-hmm. you came back to Canada, 
you have also been part of a Chinese church for a number mm-hmm. of years mm-hmm. before transitioning over to a multicultural church. In all of that, how have you understood the mission of God? And in all that, how have you come to see your part in participating with that? My understanding of the mission of God, his ultimate goal, I think, is to to restore his creation to the way that he intended before the fall. Right. So in his you know, sovereign grace, is has called his people to be part of this process. Mm-hmm. Going back to Matthew 28, I think, now, Jesus called his disciples to obey everything that he has commanded them. And it is quite clear that you know, God's mission has both a spiritual component uh-huh. and a social component. Sure. Some people have broken it down to evangelism, discipleship, sure. compassion, justice, and creation care. The way that I see it applied to myself is that... Uh, I have a responsibility to the society that we live in, okay. as well as to the church, uh, whom I believe uh, and belong. Right. Okay. So that's why both your mom, my wife, uh, and I, okay, we participate in community volunteering, right, as well as church volunteering. Sure. And uh, I encourage my friends to do the same thing. <laughs> okay, don't don't just concentrate on uh, volunteering in the church, right? Right. Be, uh, think a little bit how you can help uh, you know, through community volunteering sure. and affecting the lives of people around us. Right, and vice versa too, right? Oh, and yeah. our, our, the mission of God is not just out there, outside of the church, oh, yeah. but that God is working in and through the church to be oh. a presence in, oh, yeah, sure. in, the, in the world, right? Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. So everything, I think, is, no, you have to do it in Christ. Right. Right. Everything. Yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. It's so interesting you brought up Matthew 28 as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, even in Matthew 28, a lot of people will just defer to, you know, verses 19 to 20 and just focus in on the go and make disciples part. Yes. But you actually focus in on the obey everything that I teach part, mm-hmm. which is really interesting mm-hmm. to think about how does that look like in in respects to what did Jesus teach us to do? Mm-hmm. Who did he call us to be? You know, mm-hmm. what has his work over us, how does that redefine who we are? And, you know, even along those passages, there's the whole part about, you know, baptizing them in Father, Son, and yeah. Holy Spirit. And even in that whole two verses, you know, you, you could wrap that up and talk about holistically, that really truly means that, you know, we are called to be like Christ. Mm-hmm. We are called to show other people Christ. We are going to do what Christ did. But that's all obeying and teaching, right? Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. Yes. Yes. We're going to jump into question number four. Mm-hmm. You know, what are some of the greatest joys in walking with God? What have been some of the, the biggest moments, the moments that really stick out to you about walking with God? What are some of those joys? Well, God has been so good to me. Okay, He has showered me you know, and my family with uh, all kinds of blessings. There's been you know, challenges and struggles along the way for sure. But, but it has been good you know, sensing uh, God's presence along the way. Right. And He has been faithful. And when I when I look back in my life, I, I see God's plan in a bigger picture now. Right. Okay. In my life. 
So, for example, now God directed me to do a career change in my uh, mid-50s or early 50s. Now, from being a research scientist to working in a call center environment. Okay, when I work in the lab, I work in a fairly secluded environment. Okay, I hardly talk to anybody. <laughs> it, um, it's okay, you're blowing up batteries. Yes, that was it, amazing. <laughs> yes, it, uh, not a lot of people talk to me either. But uh, now after my uh, career switch, okay, I was forced to, to talk to people all day. Now my, my communication skills improved. Okay. Now I am still not very good at it. But at least now, I, I, I would say that 20 years ago, I would never have accepted this invitation to participate in your podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a good thing this is happening now. Yeah. For such a time as this. Yeah. Amazing. So, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's sometimes we, we do have to, to look back sure. and see what God has done in our life. One of my favorite hymns, Amazing Grace, one of the stanzas. It says, now, through many dangerous toils and snares, I have already come. It, is, it was grace that brought me thus far, and grace will lead me home. Mm. There's a lot of truth in it, and uh, we, have to, we have to think back on, on how God has worked in our lives. Sure. And it's, wow, that was good. Okay? Sometimes things don't happen right away. Right. Right? Sometimes, no, it, no for me, it took me good now 20 years <laughs> to realize oh wow that's that's how god has prepared me right okay yeah. Yeah. yeah i think it's always hindsight in which we can see god's present faithfulness okay sure in the sense of yeah. we're sometimes wondering how is god faithful now and looking for it. and yeah sometimes he does show us mm. but it's in hindsight where it becomes the most clear because we're looking back and saying, like, wow, God has been faithful in these ways. Yes. And we could really point those out, right? Exactly. That's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's great joy. And as I mentioned, now sometimes you don't feel it right away. Sure. But looking back, wow. Yeah. I know. Thank you, God. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. And I'm glad you did yeah. accept this invitation to be on the podcast, <laughs> even though 20 years ago there were no podcasts. <laughs> Barely any internet, well, kind of an internet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to follow up on what you had just shared about talking to others. You know, you were in a job and you mm. felt no real desire to really talk to your coworkers and mm. they did feel a very big drive mm -hmm. to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Like, thinking back, do you know where that came from? Was that just something that was, in your own understanding, you know, the way you normally work mm. or workplace is not a place to really get to know people. Did you ever think about why you did want to talk to others? Part of the reason was that I just did not get a lot of exposure to other people. Okay, sure. Okay, yeah. The lab that I, that I work in was a pretty small lab, only four or five people. You can only share your experience with, with them so, so, so often, right? Yes. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that's that, that's part of the reason, and the reason may, may be because I was so involved with what I was doing, right? Rather than, right. So again, it goes back to my journey of moving from a self-centered mm. uh, way of life to a God-centered sure. way of life. And in 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 a uh, research chemist uh, environment, no, although no, I've 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 had a chance to 
to share the gospel with some some people. Sure. A lot of them, because of their science background, you know, they just did not connect sure. with God. So that, that's why I really did not have a lot of chance to, to share the gospel with the other people. Yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting to kind of think back on. Yeah. All right, moving into our last big question. Yeah. What have been some of the hardest and challenging moments in your life in regards to your faith? And how has the gospel been good news and a source of hope during those times? I think that one of the, the most challenging moments in, in my life was the split of my previous church. Yeah. Okay, that, that happened about uh, 30 years ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, this affected our whole family. So we, yes, we left that church. Yeah, that's we right. uprooted and yeah. went to a different church. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it, it was ugly. No, yeah. no, no other way to describe it. It was ugly. And, and I just uh, did not know, you know how to process it. Right. You know, it's the, a lot of things that just, wow, it's, you know, why would this happen in a church? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so. The church is not immune to no, brokenness and exactly. divisions and such, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so at the end, I just you now did what, what I felt was the right thing to do. It uh, left both sides to, to join the church that I'm attending now. Yeah. And at that time, it, it, it hurt a lot. Now, just, first of all, I, I, was, I was leaving behind many friends. Right. Some of them now treated me as a traitor for, for not joining their group. <laughs> mm. Okay, so uh, it was hard. It was hard at that time. But you know what? Now, through it all, I was able to find comfort in hanging on to God's sovereignty. Mm. Okay? As God, uh, I don't know why this happened, okay? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you have allowed it. And also in knowing that my ultimate allegiance is to my Lord Jesus, not to any denomination or to any church. Right. Right. So, so and God, God has asked me to, to be faithful, to serve him, you know, wherever he puts me. Sure. So uh, that's what has happened in the last 30 years. Okay. And God has given me you now great peace and joy in, in serving him in, in the church that I'm attending now. Yeah, that's how the, the, the gospel has helped me. It, it's, you, you hang on to, to the sovereignty of God. Yeah. Okay, in hard times. For sure. And, and knowing that now it's, now God has his, this, this way, God has allowed this. Okay. And we're all broken people, fallen people. Sometimes the you now people ask why, why, why. I, I say I don't know why, <laughs> right? <laughs> and okay. Sometimes there's no answer. Yeah, there's, and sometimes, sometimes there's, there's no, no answer. answer. Yeah. If you know, it's uh, no. If you want, really want to know why, you know, when you see Jesus, you you ask him. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and I know this is something that I don't yeah. think you would admit because you are a pretty humble guy. But you know, I have seen in your life, mm-hmm. and I think it, I have experienced it. The shift of moving into a gospel that is lived out relationally. Mm-hmm. I noticed it in my life, mm-hmm. especially you mentioned about mm-hmm. you know twenty to thirty years ago, mm-hmm. where where when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it was probably twenty years ago because I'm not mm-hmm. that old right now. <laughs> but you know, when I was in my teens, I mm-hmm. really noticed a shift in mm-hmm. your life, and mm-hmm. you, you know, you treated you know myself and and my brother very differently, mm-hmm. and 
over the years, you have even kept in touch with a lot of those people that were part of that church mm-hmm. that you used to be part of. Yeah. And you continue to be in relationship with them. You continue to work things out in your life with them. I remember that you had Bible studies and some of the people that were there were used to yeah. be part of that church. And so, yeah. you know, you continue to see those relationships form, mm-hmm. that reconciliation take place. So that's all stems out of the gospel, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. We must not you know, hold grudges to people. As, as you mentioned, reconciliation is, is a big part of the gospel. Yeah. Not only with God, but with, with others, uh, yeah. With others too, yes. Definitely easier said than done. Exactly, exactly. And no. yet, at the same time, it is not impossible. No. It is something that actually can bring forward a deeper glorifying of God and a celebration of what he does mm-hmm. in our lives. Exactly. All right. So, to finish off our interview, mm. we're going to ask you, my dad, a series of quick and fun questions. This is our rapid fire round. Okay. And the goal is for you to respond with the first answer that pops into your head. Okay. You just need to answer. No explanation is needed, even though I know you will want to explain. <laughs> you go ahead and just answer them as fast as you can. All right. Okay. Ready? Number one coffee or tea? Both. Oh. <laughs> It's true. You always get the coffee, tea, Hong Kong style. Thingy. That's true. Rice or noodles? Noodles. Bagel or croissant? Bagel. Favorite place in the world? Home. Favorite book <laughs> that you read last year? Oh, dear. You read uh, a lot. That's hard. That's, that's hard. I think, um, I think one of the books that you read me, it, it called... Salvation by Allegiance. Oh, uh, yes. Alone or something. Yeah, Matthew yeah. Bates, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I forgot the author. Yeah. yeah. That was an interesting book. Great. Right, right. A paper book or a digital book? I am uh, transitioning from paper <laughs> to digital. <laughs> oh, that's the honest answer right there. Yes. Best thing to do after you've retired? Being able to control my pace. Oh, great answer. Oh, yes, man. Yes. How would you spend $10? How would I spend $10? I would put it away. <laughs> <laughs> also very much my dad. What would you say is the most Canadian thing about you? A. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most Asian thing about you? My face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is, you know, you pass on to me and my brother. Yeah. Best thing about having two boys? Keeps them be active. <laughs> Best thing about having four grandchildren? Lots of fun. Yes. <laughs> if your teenage self saw you today, what would he think? Wow, you have changed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Although you look pretty much the same as your teenage self. I've seen pictures. What do you think he would be most impressed with? I did not think you would have become a Christian. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a huge answer. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Dad, for being yeah. on the podcast. Ah, you're welcome. Oh, man. It's, it's been, been a lot fun. of fun. Yes. Yes. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe to our podcast. That helps us to get this conversation out there and continue to reach more people. 
Ed, we'd love to hear from you. Please contact us on Facebook or Twitter or email. Leave us your comments and your feedback. Let us know how we're doing, how we're engaging in this conversation. Please also let us know how you are striving to live out missionally in your lives, in your contacts. We'd love to hear from you. Once again, you've been listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast, and we hope you will join us on this journey. See you next time. Okay, bye.